0: Good morning, and welcome to Emmanuel and Laroca this morning. We've got to figure out a new name because Emmanuel actually includes all of us, and Laroca includes the Spanish worshiping service. So we need a name for this worshiping service. All right? You got an hour and a half. Let me know on your way out. Um, that'd be very handy. So that's my way of saying we are having our combined Emmanuel Laroca worship service today. And don't forget, we're also Having a uh, all nations heritage, so a multicultural worship service this evening, so this is sort of an all day um, diversity and unity kind of a conversation and um, Pastor Peter knows that many of you came this morning to see him leading on the stage, and so he 's not going to be on the stage this morning just as a way to entice you to come this evening so you can see him in action this evening. He will be leading that service I am leading this morning, and we have um, I think a, a wonderful special opportunity this morning, um, Melissa Barahona will be bringing God's word to us and sharing her testimony, and um, we see her as as sort of like a next generation super link between, no pressure Melissa, between Emmanuel and LaRocca. Um, she worked for us this summer on our um, on our computer stuff and our internet stuff. You see I'm using all the wrong words, I do not even know what she was doing, but it was really good. She made all those things look Wonderful. And we discovered then that she also has a gift in ministry leadership, and so we're going to explore that today and have her come and bring God's Word. So to that end, let's join in prayer as we prepare. Jesus, thank you that we can gather. Thank you that we can be a community where some of us know each other deeply and some of us have not yet met, but that your Spirit comes and weaves us together into a beautiful tapestry. And so we just pray that by your Spirit you would unite us in all of our diversity, that you would join us together in hearts and minds and spirit so that we may know that you are God and that we have one voice which praises and honors and glorifies you. And so we pray, come Holy Spirit and lead us in this time. In your name we pray, amen. As the gathered people of God, we receive his word of greeting, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, through our Lord Jesus Christ, and by the power of the Holy Spirit who dwells among us, amen.
1: Hello, everyone. So as you probably know, this is my first time that God has given me the opportunity and the privilege to stand up here and speak the word, and I am a bit nervous, so (laughs) you see me shaking or... Yeah, Or my voice is shaky, as it probably is right now, that you guys (laughs) understand. And um, before we start, I'd just like to pray once more. Lord, thank you for this privilege of being your messenger, Lord, that you have sent me here to speak your word, Lord. Thank you. I am so humble in your presence, Lord, that I am simply a messenger, and that anything I say is for your glory, not mine. Everything is for your glory, Lord. And please, Lord, as we, we are here listening, as I'm speaking, Lord, any thoughts that may come into our heads, that may distract us from listening to your word, Lord, take them out. In your holy name, we ask that you take them out and that you help us to focus and listen to your word, Lord, because it's a beautiful privilege that you have given us. In your holy name, Lord, I ask. Amen. So I was asked to give like my testimony along with a message. And a lot of times what I notice is a lot of us, including me, we don't want to share a testimony because we don't think it's big enough or something amazing enough has not happened that our testimony is too small. But If art, as small as it may seem to us, every testimony that shows God's power, you never know who it can help. You never know who can be going through the exact same thing, who we can encourage. So that's why I think it's important for all of us to share our testimony with one another, to help each other and encourage us. Because I think that as Christians, we all share one testimony. And it's how we were once in the darkness. We were once lost, choosing the desires of our flesh. For now, when we found God are how our lives change, how He continues to change us and mold us because i 'm not perfect, none of us are, but He continues to change me, continues to mold me, and that 's what I want to share with you guys so in the before I knew God, I was honestly, and some people already know this, I was a very angry person, I was angry i 'd love to argue, I would always fight with my parents, I just liked fighting and arguing and I would even like I remember beating up this girl at school (laughs) just to show that I was stronger and um, one thing that I want to share with you guys that I've actually never opened up that I can remember is that one time I was arguing with my brother and I told him to do something this is like I was like 10 or 12 so this is how bad my anger was my brother didn't do what I told him to do, and I got angry. So I was, gonna, I was starting to like fight him, I wanted to, I was, and my dad stood in. He's like, like any parent would, right? They would stand in and be like, stop, like, relax. And I got so mad that he tried telling me what to do that I grabbed the knife. I grabbed the knife, and I threatened to stab him. And I was going to do it. I don't know what stopped me at that moment. Right now, I know it was God, but I'm so glad that he did. And to me, that's just amazing, because if he could use someone like that to come and speak the word, imagine what he could do with you guys. And now that, this is very brief, but now that I found God, it's, he continues to change me. Like I said, I'm not perfect. I, even in high school, I grew up like most adolescents and teenagers swearing is a normal thing like you're out there swearing people will swear every other word like it's normal they feel no ways it's normal i can't even stand with people that are swearing i feel conviction at that moment if i swear it comes out of me i know you guys probably think i'm exaggerating but i feel as if i killed someone and i won't be good until i talk to god and i and i ask for forgiveness And as I accepted to come up here and share my testimony with you guys, God has been on me, convicting me even more than ever. I, I'm a huge, like I was a huge gamer, and I still play video games once in a while. I was big on anime and video games, as a lot of people know. And I would have, like in my room, like the Assassin's Creed poster. For those of you that don't know, it's an assassination game of stealthy killing. And it's a gory game, and I really enjoyed the series, and I had this in my room. And I had some old Sailor Moon posters, and all of a sudden, coming into my room, it bothered me. Like, I can't explain it, but it bothered me. Just, it's staring at me. And all of a sudden, it got to the point where I had to rip it all down. And my mom's like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, she didn't know what was going on, but I'm just like, God's telling me to. I, I had enough. <laughs> like, he kept telling me, and I tried to not listen to him. I don't know if that happens to you. We tried to ignore him. We know he's telling us to do something. But be, and I just had to tear it down, because when we are born again, that's what happens. Things that once satisfied our flesh, God will take away, and it will hurt. You will not want to do it. But the blessings are greater, I promise you, than anything that this world can offer you. Even a couple days ago, I signed up for soccer and I was really excited to play soccer. Like I wanted to play again. I haven't played in so long until all of a sudden, I even paid my deposit and everything. All of a sudden, I got a notification that the team name was called the Brampton Devils. And now to a lot of people, I may be exaggerating. And trust me, Satan is slick. He In my head, he tried to put ideas like, don't worry, no one will know. Just you. Just me and God. And yeah, I, could, I wanted to hide I'm Like, yeah, maybe that's true. But what God kept saying to me is like, how are you going to stand up there and talk to people about being born again and you belong to a team called the devils? Right? That'd be so hypocritical. And a lot of times we want to do those things. We want to hide stuff. We feel that they're wrong but we continue to do them. I had to message this girl, and I emailed her, and I'm like, can you please change the name? I know it's probably no big deal, and you probably think I'm weird, but it goes against my faith. Can you please change it? She said no. I was like, God, come on. <laughs> she said no. So I had a choice. Either I continue with it, no one knows, just me, or I, could, or, or I still don't play at all. And I stand for what I believe in. And that's what I did. And it was hard. Believe me, it was hard. I wanted to play. I lost money too. But for the sake of the gospel, I'm like, you know what? God will provide. And I did it. Okay, I'm not playing. She probably thinks I'm the weirdest person, but I know that deep inside, I planted a seed. Because she saw nothing wrong with it, and she said to believe in the same God that I did. And so if you could please uh, take out your Bibles and we could go to Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to read uh, 1 to 5, verse 1 to 5. Made alive in Christ. Now Paul is writing this to God's people, to the Ephesians. And he says, as for you, you were dead in your transgression and sins God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgression. It is by grace that you have been saved. Now reading this, it really got to me. And I knew that this is what I had to share because it made me think and reminded of how tiny and insignificant we are compared to God. Like, God does not need us. God does not need us at all. And we, all of us, we deserve death. We all deserve punishment. All of us. We all fall short for the glory of Christ. We all fall short of And yet, what does he do? He sends his only son to die for us. Now, we hear this so much, right? Jesus died for us that we don't even take in the significance anymore. We're so numb to it. Parents, you, you have your child, right? You love them, daughter or son. Now imagine sending this child to sacrifice him for a bunch of strangers that most of the time don't acknowledge you, don't care about the sacrifice that he has done, and he is an innocent child, and to die for a bunch of strangers, which is what Jesus did for half the world over there, blasphemies his name, makes fun of his name, spits on his name, and yet he died for every single one of us. And that's huge. But what do a lot of us do? And I'm, I'm saying this because I go through the exact same thing. And I feel that's the message I have to share. We come to church We sometimes don't even worship, we just sing a song. We think we come to church and we think that's, we're doing God a favor by coming to church. God doesn't need us. We don't understand, we forget that not only is it a privilege to stand up here where I am, but it's a privilege to be seated where you are. It's a privilege to listen to the gospel that many countries don't have that privilege. But we do. We have the privilege of coming and listening that a lot of people in that world do not have. And God chose us. He chose us, every single one of us, to be here for a reason. A lot of us too, same as me, we want to come to church and we want to feel a revival. We want a fire from God. We expect that from God. But a lot of times we have to create a false fire that God has nothing to do. Why? Before, because before or after coming to church, we rejoice in things that God hates. We watch TV shows that God hates. We listen to music that He cannot stand. We join in conversations that He despises. But then we come to church and thinking it's all good. I'm a Christian because I'm here. I'm, I'm in church, so that makes me a Christian. Worshiping God is not even just singing a song to Him. Sing, worshiping in song, but it's worshiping out there. What do we do when we leave this building? Do we even mention God? Do we mention God once after leaving this place? Do we mention the gospel to anyone, which is what we're supposed to do as Christians, to go and make disciples? But do we do that? Or are we too ashamed? That as soon as we step out there, because I know, as soon as you say you're a Christian, people think you're weird. You're some Bible-loving, hallelujah, you're weird. Oh, you're, you're not allowed to do anything. I know what it's like, believe me, especially with, with in college. <laughs> we say, right, as Christians, we are not of this world, Right? We say we, we are here, but we're not, we don't really belong to this world. But a lot of us, we, are, we act just like the world. We dress like the world. We speak like the world. We watch things that the world loves. We do things that the world loves. But because we go to Christian concerts, because we go to Christian events, we're Christians. Being a Christian is so much more than that. Being a Christian is not easy, and Jesus warned us of this. Being a Christian is not easy, and we are going to be hated out there. But, the, but Jesus says, if they hate you, remember that they hated me first. I, I actually, I, sometimes I feel bad when people hate on me, but then I'm like, what a privilege to be hated, because that means I'm doing something right. If I was loved like the world, then that means I belong to the world, Right? Because they love me, because I am of the world. But if I am hated, it means because I am not of the world. When you were born again, the things that you were once delighted in, the things that I mentioned, like that you gave your carnality, that you loved, you do no longer. That's what a new creation is. That's what it is to be born again. And I ask you, are you born again? Or are you just coming to church to play Christian? Are we truly different? Are we actually, do we care more about satisfying God than we do about satisfying ourselves? Or is God, Jesus, just an accessory? Is it just a necklace that we wear? Is it just a cliche Christian t-shirt that we use? What is it? Don't let Jesus just be an accessory to us. Let Him be the core of our being. The reason that we go out there, the reason that we speak, let everything that we do, whether we speak, whether the way that we eat, the way that we walk, let it be to glorify the Lord so that people that don't believe in God... They can't, even though they deny there is Christ, they cannot deny the light in you. They cannot delight that when you walk down that road, when you walk down the street, you are different. They can't explain it because they don't believe in Christ, but they cannot deny the light in you. And I say this all the time. Are you that light? Are you a light that when you go to your family, that when you walk down the street, when you're in school, when you're at your job, do people see a light in you? At 6 a.m. in the morning, you wake up for work, everyone's miserable, but you're smiling. You have no money in the bank, you don't know how you're going to eat, but you're smiling. You're losing it all, but you're smiling. Why? Why? People of the world don't understand, why are you smiling? Because you have joy. Because you know that you are not alone. Because you know that God, our God, is with you. The God Almighty is with you. We say we believe, but do we really believe? Because those are times that we show that we truly believe in God. To believe is not just to say it, but to show it. To show the world who your God is. To show the world that your house could be on fire. It could be falling down. Your kids could be out of your house. They ran away. But you're happy. You're in joy because you know Christ has got it. Because you believe in the power power of prayer. So are we like that? Are we truly new creatures? Can we come up here and say, this was my life back then, and this is my life now? And I'm not saying it's perfection, because we all fall short. I'm not perfect. I'm so far from perfect. And I fall short, and I make mistakes over and over and over But we are new creatures, and God will continue to mold us. And I'm telling you, one of the most dangerous things from experience that you can say is, God, change me. God, mold me. Because he will detach things from you that are attached to your flesh that you love. But God says, no. Sacrifice it for me because it will not bring you closer to me. It will separate you. Yes, you love Cars. Yes, you love houses. You want a bigger house. You love video games. You love brand shoes. But God says, I got more for you. Satan is slick. He will try to distract us. He will distract us, making you believe you need a bigger house to be happy. You already have a house with a swimming pool. You need two. You already have a car. No, you need one with the GPS built in. Because you need these things. No these are things of the world things that can make you happy for a moment but they will not bring you the joy that Christ can so that's what i wanted to remind everyone and i believe me i it's hard to say these words sometimes but i'm not i'm these are words that have convicted me that I have gone through and I'm telling you from that experience because this is so real and a lot of times we get numb from listening to we think it's the same thing over and over but guys, this is so real. There is a war out there. There is a spiritual warfare out there. There is a war and we have to fight it but to fight it we have to be well equipped with the things that God gave us. Don't, as soon as you step out these doors don't Don't let it be the last time that you talk about God until next Sunday or the next time that you are here in church. Go out there and make disciples. Go out there and speak the word. Go out there and be a light because I'm telling you this world is dark and this world is getting worse and worse and worse as we speak. We don't even know how much longer the gospel will be allowed here freely. We don't know. So let's fill ourselves with the Word of God while we can. Let's take this. This is a privilege. This is a reminder that this is a privilege to stand before the King. So when we come in here, let's not fall asleep thinking about what time this is over. Thinking of checking our times. Thinking about what you're going to do after. Thinking about what you're going to eat after. Don't. Don't let Satan distract you. Stay focused. Stay focused. Worship. Worship because you have the privilege to worship a king. The king. The king of kings. What great privilege. People see it as a privilege when they go see the queen of England. Now what about us? That we see the God. King of kings. The one that created everything that's out there. It's amazing. But we, we forget. We think... By stepping into church every Sunday, we're doing God a favor. When we pray, we pray a prayer. Thank you, God, for everything. But we're talking to a king, but we forget. When we pray, we should pray as in, oh, my God, I'm in front of a king. I'm communicating with the king of kings. I'm communicating with God Almighty. Do you understand that name, the power in that name, that power that there are people dying right now as we speak? That powerful name that many have already died for please just remember that and don't don't let this just be an emotion don't let you right now you just feel emotion and then you forget 2 days later go back to the regular routine no build the fire let god Build a fire in you and don't let it wear out. Don't let this world turn it down because that's what Satan will do. He will try and turn down this fire. He will try and make it low and low, but you don't let it. You protect it with everything that you can, with every way that you can. Please, this is serious. This is real. If you believe this is real, it's time to act. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you all.
0: Well, Melissa, as you were speaking, what struck me first was how the word was so intertwined in your story. Um, I'm not sure you know how many Bible references you had in there, but I certainly noticed them all over the place, that you're, um, you're immersed in God's word. And obviously the Spirit was on you as well. I'm curious how much of what you said was in the plan and how much of what you said God gave you in the moment. Um... And we'll talk about that stuff later. And I will actually give you a uh, fuller written out kind of a encouragement and conversation about that. But I just want you to know that um, God spoke through you a deep and powerful truth that probably leaves most of us uncomfortable. And that's probably where it's meant to be because we're now coming to an incredibly uncomfortable table. that Like you said about worship, we get really used to ripping off a piece of someone's body and dipping it in their blood and then eating it. Right? When you say it that way, it makes it just a little bit more powerful and real that we're participating in the sacrifice of a life um, in this meal. And this meal is Jesus' instruction. It comes from Scripture. But its power is when we participate in faith that we experience that moment Of God saying to us, I sacrificed because I love you. Take and eat and drink and remember and also believe that this is true for me. So the scripture on the night when our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. As Apostle Paul says, as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim, we testify to the Lord's salvation for us. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, shake us anew with the truth of what you've done for us. Remind us of that which is broken and sinful and messed up and ill-directed in us only so that we can also confess it and let go of it and allow your love to pour into our lives. Lord, may the simple action of sharing this meal be also a very powerful experience of sharing in you guide us, feed us fill us, nurture us and send us in your incredible love we pray Amen so you're invited to participate in this meal as a celebration that you trust that Jesus Christ broke his body and shed his blood he sacrificed himself for you the Lord blesses you He keeps you, he makes his face shine upon you, and he's gracious to you. The Lord our God turns his face towards you and gives you his peace both now and forevermore. Amen.